Hello, church family and friends. Praise God. We are so delighted to have you with us once again today to our Abundant Life Family Church online service. I'm Pastor Monty. This is Pastor Don. Hello. And we, as we're ministering together here today, believe that God has something special in store for you today. So open up your heart as we get into the Word of God in just a few moments, and you're going to be mightily blessed. Amen. Well, we welcome all of you to Abundant Life Family Church our YouTube channel here. Go ahead and subscribe to that. You can also visit us on our on our website, which is www.alfc.net. Mm -hmm. And you can see all of our information on there. And then also too, you know, don't, when you subscribe to our channel, go back to our past messages because a lot of mm -hmm. times they tag onto one another, the yes. previous information. We trust it'll bless you. We're so glad we can come to you in this avenue. And we're looking forward to the time that we can all be together again. And, soon. Uh, very soon. And we're praying for that, praying for all of the leaders of our land and our nation and all those around the world, too, and for the harvest to come in as well. We're so grateful for that. And we appreciate what the Lord's doing in us and through us. Yes. And uh, we're so glad we can come to you, like you, Pastor Monty was saying, in this avenue where we can share the Word of God. We trust mm -hmm. it'll be a blessing to you. And yes. then also, too, you know, if you have any prayer requests or praise reports, we want to hear about those. We want to agree with you in prayer. We want to rejoice with you what the Lord's doing. Mm -hmm. So you can visit us at the website once again. And then also, too, we, our mailing address is P.O. Box 1490. That's in Tualatin, Oregon, mm -hmm. T-U-A-L-A-T-I-N. And our zip code is 97062. You can also reach us by phone, which is 503 Six nine two ninety six seventy three. We want we would like to hear from you, agree mm -hmm. with you in prayer. If you need somebody to talk to and contact you and minister um, the, the the Lord and His healing power and the Word of God, we can do that with you. And we're so thankful that we can do that. Amen. Amen. And uh, a little bit later in the service, mm -hmm. we're going to be receiving uh, communion together. So if you want to ready uh, the elements, mm -hmm. that would this is a great time to do that. Get your Bible too, and yeah. uh, praise God. We're going to delve right into the Word of God. We also, at, uh, towards the end of the service, we'll be doing uh, communion. And uh, we uh, we want to thank you once again for your continued faithful support, church family, uh, with your finances and prayers. We appreciate that very, very much. Yeah. Praise God. So for the new viewers today, if you're just viewing us for the first time, God's got something special in store for you today. You have authority. You have authority. We've been teaching on the subject of authority. And as Pastor Don said a few moments ago, you can go back and listen to and, and view uh, the previous broadcasts from the weeks before, but we're going to endeavor to pick right up where we left off last time, uh, ministering on authority is yours, part two. Authority is yours, part two. We shared the first part last week, but we're looking into the authority that's been given to us because as the children of God and members of the body of Christ, we must take our rightful place in the authority that God has given to us. Mm -hmm. You have authority, whether you realize it or not, and we must use that authority in the mighty name of Jesus and take our place in Christ and exercise that to the glory of God to push back the works of darkness in these last days, to take our rightful place, win souls, and see the power of God in demonstration 
as in these last days before Jesus comes, the harvest comes in. And so God's counting on you. He needs you. He needs me. He needs Pastor Don. He needs us all in our place uh, going out into the highways and the byways and telling people the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we get right into the word of God, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and let's ask him to help us today. Father God, we do thank you and praise you once again for our time together. We thank you, Father God, for helping us in every way to, Father God, look at the word of God. And Father, as the Holy Spirit opens up the eyes of our understanding once again, we thank you for fresh manna from on high. And Lord, we thank you for not only bringing things to our remembrance, but teaching us things that we might not know yet as we're on the road to getting more and more light concerning the things concerning our authority in Jesus' name as a Christian. And Father God, we give all praise, honor, and glory for every need met today in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. We also looked at Mark chapter 16. And this has to do with the words of the Lord Jesus before he left the earth. And what he said there in Matthew chapter 28 and uh, in verse 18, and we've looked at this before, but it bears repetition. It says in Matthew 28 and verse 18, uh, Jesus spoke to his disciples. And of course, this is again after he arose from the dead and said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Mm -hmm. teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. So we looked at this verse and what Jesus says there is that he had all power in heaven and in earth because it was given unto him. And there's a reason why it was given unto him. And that was because he fulfilled the divine commission from the Father God to consummate the great plan of redemption. And when he arose from the dead, praise God, he had the keys to the gates of hell and death. And he took them back from the devil. And now the devil is a legally defeated foe. He he, he is your foe. He's my foe, but he's defeated. And praise God, it's up to us as believers to enforce his defeat by occupying in these last days until the Lord Jesus Christ returns. Mm -hmm. So when he said all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth, you see that power was filled with authority. It was authority filled power. And so you and I, as members of the body of Christ, as believers, we have that authority Mm -hmm. to operate in the stead of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Jesus started and had a three and a half year earthly ministry. And when he went to the cross and he died and he arose from the dead, and now he's at the father's right hand, he gave us the commission in his stead here on earth, empowered by the Holy Ghost Mm -hmm. to go forward and continue the works of Jesus in these last days. Hallelujah. And so we're looking at the scriptures concerning this. So you have authority. Now, we also looked at a scripture in uh, Luke chapter 10. And in Luke chapter 10, 
Of course, this was earlier on in his earthly ministry, and the 70 had returned uh, with joy uh, because the devils were subject to them in the name of Jesus. Now, this was delegated authority that not only the Lord had given to these 70, but even previously, you find in uh, Luke chapter 9, uh, verse 1, that all authority and power was delegated to uh, the disciples, the 12 before that, and they were doing the works of Jesus. And so now it's just multiplied to all of them all around the world. Amen. And praise God, we're to continue to do that. And you're, continu- you're to continue to do the Lord's work here in these last days. So he said there in verse 19, and we looked at this scripture before, it says, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So again, as we looked at this verse before, he said, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And he is not talking about going out and trying to handle snakes to his glory. Now, if you get bit by one, you can use the mighty name of Jesus and claim protection. But if that's inadvertent, it's not going out and trying to be a snake handler, a serpent handler. Okay. It's talking about symbolically about the serpent and scorpions. It's talking about the devil. Mm-hmm. All right. And then he goes on to say, and over all the power of the enemy. So we know, we know he's talking about the enemy and the devil is your enemy. All right. He's my enemy. Mm-hmm. But again, he is a legally defeated foe. And that's yeah. why we're looking at these scriptures and why they're so important right now at this hour in these last days. So he said, you have over, you have all power. He's given it to us over all the enemy. You have all power over the enemy. So you have it to, for any devil that would ever try to come your way and bring you anything that God doesn't want you to have. And that's important for us to know about that. And so we've been looking at that and uh, praise God, we're going to look further at it today. Now, uh, this authority that we have was given to us and we can see how we're supposed to recognize our enemy, as we go forward in this power. And if you look again briefly to Ephesians chapter 6, because we looked at this last time uh, we were together, and in Ephesians, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 6, what we saw there was, as Paul was writing to the church at Ephesus and giving instructions about the power of the Lord. And I want you to notice particularly as we pick up again in verse 10, again, this is written to believers. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord Mm -hmm. and in the power of his might. Mm -hmm. See, we're not supposed to be as strong in ourselves, are we? No, we're not. We're supposed to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about power. And again, this is authority filled Mm -hmm. power. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so as he's talking here, In this sixth chapter, he goes on to say, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. All right? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having 
on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. All right? That's talking about the enemy, the devil again. Mm -hmm. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So in all of those scriptures, and we've already touched on this before, but to reiterate just briefly, this is talking here as Paul's describing it to the church at Ephesus, which is apropos again for us today as believers, Mm -hmm. that this depicts the Roman armament. And he's giving illustratively pictures of the protection that we have, both defensively going out to meet the enemy, but offensively, which the offensive weapon is the word of God. And that's why we're looking into the word of God. But he he depicts the Roman uh, armament there in this particular sixth chapter. And he talks there that we're supposed to be strong in the Lord. Okay. And he talks about these different parts and aspects of this armor that we have. He says to take the whole armor of God. So we need everything that God's given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need it all to successfully walk in overcoming everything that's thrown our way in these last days. We don't have to give in to the spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. We don't have to give in to being tempted to doubt whether God's with us or not. Because God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's given us the name that's above every name. And we have legal right to use that name. We're going to look at that a little bit later in this series. But right now, as we're looking at the sixth chapter, we're looking at being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Okay, so the Lord has got a battle plan. Now, again, the battle is legally over, but we have to enforce Satan's defeat. Mm -hmm. And this is what stops so many precious believers is they just don't know their authority. And even if they do know it so many times, they're not sure about it or they do not use that authority. And this authority will not do us any good unless we use it, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Use it or lose it, right? Mm -hmm. So praise God, we need to use it. So as we're looking at these particular things, uh, we're going to look a little bit further in the New Testament about this authority we've got. But I think it's apropos that we look back to a passage in the Old Testament here just briefly, and it comes from the 20th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. So if you have your Bibles, again, turn back here to Deuteronomy chapter 20. And what this tells us about is it was Israel's instructions uh, or laws, you could say, about going out uh, and doing warfare against their enemies, okay? And so we can see a picture here in the Old Testament and how that translates into the New Testament, right? So the Bible is progressive revelation. But we're going to read the first four verses of Deuteronomy chapter 20. And it says there, it says, when thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, now now who's our enemies? Well, we've already been looking at this from the verses of Scripture there in Matthew and uh, in Luke there, and also Ephesians 6. But who's our enemy? It's not our spouse, Mm-mm. our children, uh, our neighbor, our fellow believers. It's the devil. Mm-hmm. 
We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, as it says there in Ephesians chapter 6, right? So that we're in a spiritual battle going on, all right? So as the Scripture tells us here in telling us what Israel was supposed to do, we can learn some things from this. It says, When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and people more than thou. So if we stopped right there for just a moment, what that means is it looks like we're out there, they were outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt like you're outnumbered? When you you felt like the deck, uh, proverbial deck was stacked against you mm-hmm. uh, in life as a Christian, you come into the kingdom of God, into the family of God, were born again, and then it just seemed like all hell was turned loose against you. Well, brother or sister, don't think it's strange. Because that happens. Because Mm -hmm. when we come out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God, the devil wants to stop any type of progress that you make. And he definitely doesn't want you to know what we're talking about here today. Mm -hmm. Because this puts him to flight when we find out the real authority that we've got and we use it. Because he's got to hit the road. Mm -hmm. And praise God, we have authority over the devil. Now you see here, he says, when thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, what's it say there? What's the next Be not thing? afraid. Be what? Be not afraid of them. Say that again. Be not afraid of them. One more time. Be not afraid of them. We're not supposed to be afraid. No. Be not afraid. It, you're outnumbered. It looks like the jig's up. It looks like there is no way mm-hmm. you can overcome. But God is on your side. Look what he says. Be not afraid of them. That's right. For why? The Lord thy God is with thee. The Lord thy God is with thee. It sure is. Think about that. Think about that. The Lord thy God. So it doesn't matter. Even as it says there, there's a scripture. Honey, I know you remember this in Romans 8. It says, Yea, if God for us, be for us, who can be against who can us? Who can be against us? Who can be against Nay, us? We are more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors. It doesn't matter what's against mm-hmm. you. When God's on your side, you and the Lord God Almighty make a majority. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So he says here, be not afraid of them. When the spirit of fear comes, you immediately take the opportunity to use the mighty name of Jesus, take your authority and say, devil, stop right there. I bind the spirit of fear. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not afraid of anything the enemy could bring my way. The devil, Jesus said in John chapter 10, that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Amen. So the only thing the devil's going to try to do in your life is to steal, to kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. What does sickness and disease do? It destroys. What does fear do? It destroys. Mm Or so, it steals from you. Yeah, or it steals mm-hmm. from you. Yeah, or either way. Yeah, either way. So we see here in the Old Testament what the instructions, the battle instructions were, were to the children of Israel when enemies would come against them. Mm-hmm. And enemies did come against them. 
But the Lord tells them exactly what to do here. Amen. He said, be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. So right here, he says they're right on the heels of saying, be not afraid, the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. So he's calling to their remembrance the mighty works of the Lord in bringing them out of Egypt. Now, what was found in Egypt? The Egyptians were holding the children of Israel into slave labor and hard bondage. Mm -hmm. They weren't nice to them. They were their enemy. Okay? They were underneath their thumb. But praise God, as we learn this here, we see that the Lord was telling them, don't forget, I'm the Lord God that brought you out of the land of Egypt. That's right. And what, what did that? His miraculous, mighty power. Well, brothers and sisters, that mighty, miraculous power is still available today. And as we look into the word of God and you get refreshed today by the word of God, know that God's behind you Amen. to help you. He's Amen. on your side when you go out and face life every day, mm -hmm. face the circumstances and problems of life that come to all of us, we can overcome them all because yes, God's on our side. That's right. That's right. Glory to God. Then he goes Glory. on to say in verse two, and it shall be when you are come nigh unto the battle that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto the battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts, what? Faint. Fear not. Do not tremble, neither be ye terrified mm -hmm. because of them. Mm -hmm. Don't be terrified. There's so many things out in the world today that could make us afraid. Mm -hmm. Leaving our house, getting in your car, have an accident, uh, catch this, do that. Uh, so many things That's right. lurk out there every single day. But the great news is, is that Jesus whipped our enemy, the devil, and we don't need to face life or go out into this world and be afraid of anything. Amen. Oh, yes, there's a reverence that we give to things that we know that are harmful to us. We don't go out and stand in the middle of the traffic and uh, ask for God to protect us when we could get run over by a car and that's where the car needs to travel. I'm not talking about not respecting things like that. I'm talking about going out in everyday life and knowing that you have authority in the name of Jesus mm -hmm. because you're a child of God Amen. and he has overcome all. And so you can overcome all. That's Praise right. God. So look at that. He said, the battle, when you go out against your enemies and who's our high priest, by the way, today, he's made us kings and priests. But our high priest is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, That's right. the Lord of glory. And he said, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Mm -hmm. Let not your hearts faint, fear not. Do not tremble, neither be terrified because of them. So he says it in so many different ways to not be afraid. Don't be terrified. We now talk about in the days in which we live, uh, the war on terror. We ever since 9-11, the war on terror out in the world, you know, all these bad things could happen. Well, God does not want us 
walking around life every day afraid of everything. That's right. Because God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, has he? No, he has not. So we don't have to be afraid. Thank you, Lord. We don't have to be afraid. And so it goes on to say there, verse 4, Deuteronomy 20, For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you. Now, what did we just read in Matthew 28, 18? Lo, I'm with you all way. So he never leaves us, nor forsakes us. Mm-hmm. And that's not based on feeling. He's with us all way, even unto the end of this world, the Bible says. And again, here we find that same thing back in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 4. For the Lord thy God, your God, is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He goes with us to fight against your enemies. Now, think about this. This is what he did in the Old Testament. So as he went out, these things into battle, the Lord was with them. The Lord was with them. And they could count on him uh, to be with them. And praise God, they made a majority. Now, I wanted to bring this scripture up today because in the Old Testament, we could see it was the Lord with them that made the difference against the enemy. Now, what, what did we just read here a few minutes ago from Ephesians 6? We read about being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, when you look at what Jesus did when he arose from the dead and delegated that power, authority-filled power to his disciples, which belongs to us today, then we can see, okay, well, the Lord's going with us. He said he was. Mm -hmm. But now, how is he going with us? Well, he's going with us in delegated authority and power. And that's what we're looking into here. Why? Because as we read in further to the epistles in the New Testament, what we do is we get revelation, so much of it by the Apostle Paul, that came by revelation of the Holy Spirit about what Jesus did in the great plan of redemption. So looking back, we see, because they couldn't see right then, the fullness as we now have it through the epistles in the New Testament about what Jesus did in his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and seating at the right hand of the Father. And so now we can see in the epistles that authority that was given to him that now he has delegated to us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's a great place to shout. Amen. Because it belongs to us today. Glory to God. So, if you look here, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 1. And notice what this says here. Ephesians chapter 1. And let's read here in the first chapter and look here at the third verse. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Amen. You want to read that? Sure. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Glory to God. Amen. All spiritual blessings. this ought to be underlined, if it isn't already, highlighted in your Bible, because this is shouting ground. Mm -hmm. 
He is writing to who? You and I. You and I. That are in Christ. Believers Mm -hmm. in Christ. Mm -hmm. And what does he say? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is our Father, mind you. Mm -hmm. The Father God. The Father God. The Father of the Lord Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. is our Father too. Amen. Remember what he said to Mary in the garden in in, uh, John's gospel? After he arose from the dead and Mary supposed he was the gardener, he he said, my father, your father, my God, your God. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Mm -hmm. So he was telling Mary, you know, he's not just my father. He's your father. Yes, amen. He's your father. Yes. Oh, praise God forevermore. So when he says here, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us. Yes. Who hath blessed us? Who hath blessed you? This is past tense. Mm -hmm. This is past tense. Who hath blessed you? Amen. So this is a past tense blessing that has present tense reality Mm -hmm. today and ongoing into the future. Glory to God. It's current. It is current. So who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? Mm -hmm. He has blessed us. Not going to bless us. He has blessed us. Mm-hmm. You can look in the mirror when you get up in the morning and say, he hath blessed me. Amen. As a Christian, yes. as a believer, I am blessed. Mm-hmm. I am blessed mm-hmm. because I'm a child of God and he has given me authority over all the works of darkness, over all the works Lord. of the devil. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So he hath blessed us. And look what it says there with all spiritual blessings. You know, God is all wise. He's omniscient. He's all knowing. He's all wise in everything he knows. And he did not leave anything out that we would ever need to safely live here on the planet earth in these last days. Because he whipped the devil through the Lord Jesus Christ. And now we have that authority. And Jesus Finished it. Mm-hmm. He finished yes, it. He, did. he didn't yes. leave anything undone. Mm-hmm. And glory to God, we have that authority now. So if he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, this is because of Christ. Now, as a Christian, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, if any man be in Christ, and that includes women too, mm-hmm. if any man be in Christ, he is what? He's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If any man be in Christ. So if you're in Christ, Mm -hmm. then you're a new creature. You're in the family of God. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Mm -hmm. So you're a child of God. You've been robed in his righteousness. You've been giving the authority that God has given to all believers Mm -hmm. to be able to exercise that authority in these last days. And that authority is a spiritual blessing. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. a spiritual blessing. Yep. Yep. Glory to God. That is the sword of the spirit, the word of God, having knowledge about this. Because again, when Jesus uh, went out into the wilderness and was tempted by the devil and the devil misquoted scripture, what did Jesus do? He quoted the scriptures correctly because he knew the word. That's right. He knew the word. Mm-hmm. And praise God, when we know the Thank word, 
then we can, on the offensive, put the devil to flight because we use that mighty two-edged sword, the word of God, mm -hmm. and we tell the devil to beat it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. So he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, as we go on to read here, if you skip down to uh, verse 15, you see Paul writing a little bit further about some things that are so important for us to grasp here in understanding and realizing this glory, this authority that we've got. And, and he, he tells us about that right here, starting in verse 16. Notice what he said here to believers in Ephesians 1, verse 16. Mm -hmm. He said, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, see, Paul was saying of our Lord Jesus yes. Christ. It wasn't just his Lord Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. It was the Ephesians, Lord Jesus Christ, and it's you and I's Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In the knowledge of him. Now, see, we're talking about knowledge. Knowledge is power. But see, we have to understand it from the word of God by help of the Holy Spirit in our spirit. It's not just a mental understanding. It's down here in our spirit. The Holy Spirit work, opens up the word of God to our spirits. Even as it says there in Luke chapter 24, after he arose from the dead, it says, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So praise God. He opened the understanding and he is praying here for the church at Ephesus. So in other words, just because they were a believer didn't mean that they necessarily understood what the Lord Jesus Christ did. That's why he said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And what particularly was he praying? Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. So in other words, even though they were born again Christians, they still did not have the understanding that Paul was praying that they would have and walk out in their life. Didn't mean they didn't have it to a limited degree, but he was telling them, I'm praying for you. And see, that's why it's so important for us to pray Amen. for uh, other believers, other people, yes. that their eyes would be enlightened. You're going to see that more in just a for moment. For ourselves too. For ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And we pray that yes, ongoingly. Mm -hmm. these things ongoingly. They're not Amen. just a one-time prayer. Mm -hmm. That he may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Now here it is, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So it means they're not enlightened yet as they can and should be. Mm -hmm. They may have a little bit of light or enlightenment, a little bit of understanding, but there's always more out there. No matter how yes. long... You've been saved no matter how long you've walked with the Lord. There is more for you. That's right. There's more light, more understanding. That's why we're all of our lives, no matter how long we've been saved, to be a student of the Word of God, mm -hmm. to grow in the faith life, to grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, even as the Apostle Peter talks about there, about growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ in uh, 2 Peter chapter 3. 
You can read that. But he goes on to say here, Ephesians 1, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that ye may know, that ye may know, know what? What is the hope of his calling? That you may know what is the hope of his calling. So what is it? Well, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Mm -hmm. So there's an inheritance, even as we read there earlier on in, in this first chapter of Ephesians, because we've been blessed when he said, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So now he's talking about this becoming enlightened to them and revelation to them. It's illuminated to them yes. further. Glory to God. Amen. That their eyes would of their understanding would be enlightened and that you may know. So that means they didn't know. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power. His power. Yep. Woohoo! Glory to God. What is the exceeding greatness of his power? How did we start out today? We were talking about his power. Mm -hmm. He gave us all power. Amen. Right? He, he, he delegated that to us. Authority filled power. And look what he says here. He says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So we're talking about being blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And here he reiterates that saying again here in verse 20, that we would understand that Jesus is at the right hand of the father God. And that when he was raised from the dead, this mighty power that worked through him and what he gave to us, that we'd understand the exceeding greatness of that power, that we'd be enlightened to understand the hope of the Father's calling, to understand that the Father has called us to have knowledge of this truth. Amen. And this knowledge of the truth that we implement, glory to God, would put us over in anything in life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I get so excited just sitting here thinking about this, about that we have been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is yes. in our hands. Amen. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth. And that goes for you too, brothers and sisters, as you take those keys of the mighty authority that God has given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ, praise God and use it, man, you become the devil's worst nightmare because I'll tell you what, instead of running from the devil, you run to look for him because he is no threat to you. He is no, no enemy that can hold you back That's from right. what God has given to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. But we have to have knowledge about this. And so Paul was saying here that the hope of his calling was that we would know what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in you and I yes. as believers. So there's an inheritance. What is that inheritance? All things that pertain to life and godliness while we're living in this world and in the world to come. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. That we have eternal life now. That this inheritance has to do chiefly with the spiritual blessings mm -hmm. that were first of all given to us because the spiritual blessings unlock the natural blessings. The spiritual right. blessings have everything to do with us uh, 
seeing the natural blessings transpire in our life because we take the keys. Yep. We take That's the right. keys. That's right. Amen. We take the keys. We take glory to God. And he wrought this in Christ and he did this through the great plan of redemption and it was consummated fully through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And the yeah. devil, man, if he would have known this, he would have never allowed Jesus to go to the cross and die to take our our sub and be our substitute. He would have never happened. That's right. Because the Bible tells us that in 1 Corinthians that if he would have the Lord the Lord of glory. If he would have known it, if he would have known what the plan was, the big plan. He had yeah. a plan, but his plan was thwarted. Yeah. Glory Again, to God. Over and over. Hallelujah. <laughs> Think about that. So his plan was thwarted and defeated. And now look what it says here. So he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. The Father God did when Jesus went back to heaven. And of course, the right hand being at the right hand of the king. Amen. The yeah. Father God. I mean, you're at the place of authority. Supreme authority. Glory to God. And now the scripture goes on to say in verse 21, it says far above all. Is that underlined in your Bible? Is that highlighted? Far above all. All principality. And and power. Power. Mm -hmm. And might. And might. And dominion. And dominion. And every name that is named. And every name that's named. Are you getting excited yet? Not only in this world, but that would also which is to come. Not only in this world, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Yep. Hallelujah. Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name. So if it's got a name on it, disease. If it's got a name on it, virus. If it's got a name on it, fear. If it's got any type of name on it, then guess what? It's underneath Mm -hmm. the name of Jesus. Yes. Because Jesus was seated far above. Now, don't you love the scriptures? Because it says there, it says far above. It doesn't say barely above. Right. It doesn't say barely above. Think about that. Far yeah. above all principality and power. Sometimes you hear Christians talk about, oh, how big the devil is. How big the devil is. And they 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 make it out like this devil is this big monster. Oh, and we need to cower down to him. The monster of fear, the monster of virus, the monster of some sickness or disease. Well, this goes back to write these other scriptures we've been looking at that we don't need to be afraid. That's right. We don't need to be afraid. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it says here in Acts 3.16, And his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong. Whom ye see and know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So you see that when we have, we can use the name, but we have to have faith in that name. Yes. We can use the name, but we have to have faith in the name. And that's why part of reading the scriptures and knowing what you have, that you the mm-hmm. authority that's been given to you, the power that you have by using the name of Jesus. Yeah. And then also says, it says here in Philippians 2.9, it says, Wherefore, God hath... 
Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name. Hallelujah. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and of things in earth and things under the earth. So everything is subjected to that name. Glory. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. So we see that everything is subject to his name. Everything. Like you said, every sickness, disease, and it talks about in heaven, Mm -hmm. things in the earth, and things under the earth. (laughs) So you were talking about things that are to come. So whatever sickness comes up on the scene or any plague that comes on the scene, that's all subject subjected to the name of Jesus. That's right. The authority that we have in his name. Oh, my. Oh, my. That's powerful. Far above. Far above. Past, present, and future. Yes. And... It wasn't just a small victory no. that Jesus won. Huge victory. It was when a he battle. arose from it was the a dead. Battle. <laughs> yes. Man. And he he rose from the dead victoriously mm-hmm. over death, hell, and the grave. Mm-hmm. And as the scripture says there, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. So his victory is your victory. His victory is my victory. His victory is every Christian's victory, legally speaking, whether they realize it or not. That's why God is counting on us to get knowledge about these things. And as the Apostle Paul was praying here, that this passage, he prayed this. He didn't cease to pray this. That's right. He prayed it again. So what you need to do, if you're not already doing this, is take this passage, Ephesians chapter 1, mm-hmm. in verses 15 through 23 all the way to the end of the chapter Mm -hmm. and put your name in there Mm -hmm. and pray them when you get up in the morning and say, Lord, I'm praying these for myself. Get down on your knees if you can and pray these for yourself. And Lord, I'm putting my name in there and saying, Father God, as I pray this, I'm particularly praying this for myself and put your name in there. Or if you're praying for a relative Mm -hmm. or a friend or a coworker, whoever it may be, and you want to see the blinders come off, you want to see them start getting spiritual illumination and revelation because they will come back and tell you if you pray this faithfully over a period of time, you will begin to hear reports about people saying, you know, I'm seeing this like I never saw it. Because why? Because this is a prayer that is anointed and timeless that God is going to answer. That's right. Well, it's, it brings illumination and it yes. brings revelation of his word to us. Yes. It's, it talks about right there in verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. enlightened. So he's the enlighter. Yes. He's the revealer. Yeah. He's the revealer of truth. You can read something, but it's kind of like, you know, uh, it's like turning the light on in a room once you come <laughs> into it. Once you turn the light on, you can see what's going on. Yeah. You may have a sense of what's going on, but when the things are illuminated, they're mm-hmm. enlightened. That means yeah. there's a light that's turned on for us. And this yes. is talking about spiritual things. Yes. you you. When that light comes on by the Holy Spirit, and the scripture, I think of the, the, the psalmist of old said, the entrance of thy words giveth light. Mm-hmm. The entrance of thy words giveth light. And then over there, and also in the book of Proverbs, it says the past, the path of the, the past, the path of the just, of the just yes. is as a shining, shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. So in other words, as we yes. travel the road progressively, the road 
that God's called us to walk in this world, walking with God, understanding more of our rights and privileges in Christ, it, things get brighter and brighter, not dimmer and dimmer. But everybody talks about, oh, everything's getting so bad. And yes, there's bad things happening in the world. And uh, evil men are going to wax worse and worse before the Lord Jesus Christ returns. But guess what? We have authority over all That's serpents right. and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. So we don't have to be afraid of those things. God's got supernatural peace, supernatural protection, supernatural provision every step of the way. Glory Amen. to God. And so as we look at this, we see the truth of this as it gets stronger and stronger in our lives. And see, as he's saying to the church there at Ephesus, which is true for us today, that He's praying this, that they'll Amen. see these things. Amen. And so put your name in there. Start praying them morning, noon, and night, and just pray them again and again and again and say, Lord, I thank you for opening the eyes of my understanding, Amen. showing me, Lord God, enlightening my darkness, helping me to see things yes. more clearly. And Lord, that I will see the victory that Jesus has given to me yeah. because he purchased right. it for me and that I can go out and do business for you. Take my authority in the name of Jesus and walk over all the power of the enemy. That's right. Well, That's what God wants for you. Another scripture here, honey, it says Psalm 119 verse 130 says the entrance of thy words giveth light. Yes. It giveth understanding yep. unto the simple. So his words, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Yes. And that's, you know, he wants to enlighten our darkness. That's part yes. of the enlightenment is when we receive his word, we speak his word, he reread yes. the word. And then there's illumination once again that comes from reading his word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? That is such wonderful news. Praise God. Sure he enlightens us. Mm -hmm. And so progressively we get more and more light. The longer we walk with the Lord, study the word, meditate in the word, <clears throat> and ask the Holy Spirit to open it up. That's right. Because the Holy Ghost is the great teacher mm -hmm. and he's here to help us all in these last days. Mm -hmm. Praise God. You might be listening today and you might be out there saying, you're talking about Jesus, the Father God. You might be out there saying, you know, I've gone to church. I was raised in church. I was baptized. I try to do good things, be nice to people. But there's, Something missing right down here on the inside. Or you might be in a situation where you once did know the Lord, walked with him, but something happened in your life. And the devil come in, started cheating you, lying to you about God, about things in life, and you just walked away from the Lord. Well, today you can come right back into fellowship if that's you, because the Lord loves you. You can come right back into fellowship He'll forgive your sins. Amen. He forgives to the uttermost. If you have a desire to repent and come to him, he has a desire to forgive you. Mm -hmm. And that's both for you if you're in a backslidden condition or if you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we need a new nature. We've all broken uh, God's holy commandments, mm -hmm. the Ten Commandments. And now, because if we go about trying to establish our own righteousness, the Bible tells us by not submitting to the righteousness of God that we're not saved. We can do all the right things in the natural and not have the Savior and we're not saved. Yes. So good works don't save us. Even though That's as Christians, we should do and maintain good works, they don't save us. And your good works don't save you. 
Water baptism doesn't save you. Mm -hmm. Giving money does not save you. Mm -hmm. But we should do these things as a child of God, right? And help people and do good things. But that in and of itself doesn't save us. It merely would reflect the salvation we already have. Mm -hmm. So today, if you're out there and you've never asked, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come into your heart. You've never received him as your personal savior. We want to give you that opportunity right now. The Bible tells us that in John's gospel, that those that came to Jesus, he always received them. He always received them. And the Bible tells us that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. But we have to personalize that. And we do that by receiving the truth from God's word Amen. that as John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe on him would not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life. Mm-hmm. So that's available to you today. Mm-hmm. So when he give you that opportunity right now, the Lord will receive you. He will receive Amen. you and forgive you. Yes. So if you're at a place where you can get down on your knees and you say, why do you have someone get down on their knees? Well, because that's a, a sign of surrender and submission mm-hmm. to God. Because we need to not just give the Lord half of our heart, we need to surrender our whole heart and say from this yeah. day forward, Lord, right. we want to ask Jesus into our heart, make him the Lord of our life. Mm-hmm. And we want to follow him and do things that he would want us to do. Because receiving Jesus is the only the first step. It's not the last step. Mm-hmm. It's the first step after you get saved. So why don't you bow your head with me if you can, If you're at a place where you can get down on your knees, do that. And repeat this after me. Let your heart agree with it. Just don't say words. Words in and of of themselves don't save you. It's faith in the Lord Jesus, faith in your heart. Okay? So Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I come to you. I come to you. Right now. Right now. And I ask. And I ask. As a sinner. As a sinner. For you to receive me. For you to receive me. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Bring me into your family. Bring me into your family. Create me anew on the inside. Create me anew on the inside. So that I could be born again. So that I can be born again. So I say. So I say. With my mouth. With my mouth. That Jesus. That Jesus. Is the Lord. Is the Lord. And I receive him now. And I receive him now. As my own personal savior. As my own personal savior. And I believe in my heart. And I believe in my heart. That God the Father. That God the Father. Raised him from the dead. Raised him from the dead. And your word says. And your word says. That if I would believe in my heart. That if I would believe in my heart. And say with my mouth, and say with my mouth, what I just prayed, what I just prayed, that if I would believe, that if I would believe, that the Father God, that the Father God raised him from the dead, raised him from the dead, and I confess with my mouth, and I confess with my mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ is my Savior, that I would be saved, that I would be saved. And I believe that. And I believe that. And ask for that. And I ask for that. Right now. Right now. So I thank you for that, Father God. So I thank you for that, Father God. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now, if you you prayed that prayer. Hallelujah. We're excited for you. Mm -hmm. But we do want to give you some materials to help you as you start your walk with God. Now, as we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, We pastor Abundant Life Family Church in Tualatin, Oregon. If you're in the Tualatin or Portland area, we invite you to come. If you do not have a church home, 
We invite you to come and be a part of our local church. We'll be back together soon. But in the meantime, we want to get you some materials that will help you in your walk with the Lord. And that's very, very important because, again, it's just the first step. It's not the last step. All right. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So you can look, uh, you can go to www.alfc.net or call us at 503-692-9673. And uh, you can get in contact with us and we'll gladly, freely send you those materials because we love you. God loves you and wants to help you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We've got so many good reports through the last several weeks about healings, about people, how God's blessed them. We want to know and we want to hear your testimonies. So please let us know about them. At this time, uh, we're going to receive communion together. We're going to take of the bread and of the cup. And so as we do this, we do this as Christians. If you've never received communion, you can do so with us today. It comes right out of First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, where the Apostle Paul said, uh, talking about what he received from the Lord, that on the same night that the Lord Jesus Christ was betrayed, he took bread first, and then he took the cup. And those are what we call the communion table. The bread that we receive, there's nothing special about the bread or the juice in the cup, but what they do is they symbolize They're symbolic of what the Lord Jesus Christ did 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. And this is part of what we do in our covenant, the new covenant, Mm -hmm. uh, commemorating and as a living memorial, as a testimony to what we believe, we do this whenever we want to. And today we're doing it and we're receiving it because it has life in it. Not these elements, but because we believe in what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus said, take eat, this is my body, it's broken for you. His body was broken for our physical healing, whether you realize it or not. The stripes that came on the back of the Lord Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. were for our physical healing and Mm well-being. So at this point, when we partake of the bread, we say, Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place thank you, Lord. Yes. and taking those stripes mm-hmm. so that I could be healed. Mm-hmm. So if you have a sickness, disease, something going on in your body, a tumor, something, we're going to receive communion Amen. together. Mm-hmm. And I want you to reach out with a hand of faith and say, Lord, I receive healing. Mm-hmm. I receive healing because God loves me and he wants to heal me. Yes, he, does. he wants to heal you, brother or sister. Right now, there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So right now, as we receive this, release faith. And in Jesus name, God will touch you wherever you're at. Father God, as we receive this bread together, we thank you for what it represents. And Father, as we receive it, we thank you for your healing power touching our bodies. We thank you that there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. And as we pray for those that are watching the broadcast right now, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus that... The, the power of any sickness or disease that would try to be uh, invading uh, our brother or sister's body right now or those watching, we command it. We break its power to loosen its hold yes, off of their Jesus. body from the top of their head to the soles of their feet in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you right now for healing breaking forth speedily in their bodies right yes, now in yes. Jesus' name.
Yes. And Lord, as we receive communion, we thank you for thank that. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. for healing. Mm -hmm. Now, thank if you Lord. already feel those effects, the healing power of God starts to work the moment we believe we receive. Mm -hmm. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Say, Lord, thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me. We have some healing scriptures that you can go to our website uh, and you can download those for free. They'll be a great blessing. And the instructions are right on them what to do. All right. Or if you need prayer or more instruction, please don't hesitate to call us on the church line. 503-692-9673. But as we receive the cup, this represents the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And oh, as a Christian, this is what gave the ability of the Father God by the Holy Ghost to create us anew Amen. and receive the born-again experience in the new covenant. Amen. And we celebrate that, praise God. Amen. Our sins being washed away Amen. by the blood of the everlasting covenant. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Your sins, when you ask the Lord to forgive you, He does it completely, immediately, and immediately. Yes, he, does. he does it completely and immediately. So don't beat yourself up. When you receive forgiveness, receive it by the hand of faith, not based on feeling. And guess what? You're forgiven. Amen. Because you ask. First yes. John chapter one, verse nine. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Father God, thank we you, do Jesus. thank you for this thank cup. God. And we thank you, Father God, for what the blood of Jesus, our Lord and Savior represents. In all reverence, mm -hmm. we want to thank you for it right now. Because as we receive it, we do this in remembrance of what he did. Giving us the ability to receive a new nature to be born again, to be forgiven of sins when we ask, according to 1 John 1, 9. And Lord, we are so forever grateful for that. And we celebrate that right now in Jesus' Thank name. Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> Thank the Lord. He's your healer, redeemer, and he loves you. Hallelujah. Amen. We are so thankful that you joined us today. Once again, church family and friends, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for your faithful support and helping us. Praise God. We're going to be back together soon. And yes, praise we God. We're <laughs> going to keep keeping on doing the works of Jesus till he come because Jesus is coming soon. Mm -hmm. And he's got a plan for your life. And this is part of the plan as we've been sharing here the last few weeks is to take our authority in Jesus' name and do the works of Jesus till he come. Until next time, God bless you. We love you. And I'll tell you, Jesus loves you so much and he's your helper and he's always with you and he wants you to live the overcomer's life in these last days. Amen. Amen.